This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. Secret. I think you want to know. My faulty epiglottis just almost got me. Almost. I got it, though. I figured it out. That should be the name of your autobiography. Faulty epiglottis. Yeah. It would be a really boring book. She played a lot of Pokemon Go. She She, talked to her plants. She she, played guitar badly. You could just, underneath, though, she built a garden. And then that's like a metaphor for the way that you've raised your children. She built a garden. It's it's a little dish. Are we on yet? I yep, know. we sure okay, are. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> secret show, indeed. Yes. <laughs> All the secrets. Uh, Sarah Mini Secret Show with our special guest Matt Nathanson for Thursday, yeah, July twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Here we are Ooh. in twenty twenty two. Yeah, feels like forever and like a minute ago. So let me ask you a question. I love it. You were telling a story a little while ago about how you met your wife when you got here to California. Yeah. In college, long before you ever became a superstar musician. So you guys are on a pretty even playing field from go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no like... She could care less like she's <laughs> it's wild it's, it's actually probably annoying when someone well comes yeah up you never and... got to be a rock star at dude, home in I the know. way that you would have had you let met me... a groupie dude and me... gone you know i'm matt nathanson i know i could have done the flex <laughs> and like a, i don't know if you're familiar with me and then just like uh, just uh, puff my chest Head out phones on yeah, ring yeah, a bell yeah 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 yeah, yeah. start singing <laughs> on the dating app Swipe me right. and just like that. No, I've <laughs> never been able to do that. Uh, but yeah, it's super level playing field. It's not level. She's way above me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm living in a, but she's, yeah, it was one of those things. Where, and she's never been interested in it. When we were in college, um, I put on a show, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Uh, I was f- friends with Glenn, who's the singer now. Uh, and I had him play a benefit for me in college. And Toad was like the thing. Mm-hmm. And then Glenn and his wife, Laurel at the time, slept on our floor in the dorm. Oh. Right? Because that, they're kind of- early yeah, days, they, huh? but, but they were they were successful. They had like a platinum record. But Glenn's kind of a hippie. And he was like, I, I was like, you can stay on the dorm floor. And he slept on the floor. And I remember turning to my wife at the time, who's my girlfriend, in the futon that we shared. And I was like, how great is this? Like my favorite, one of my favorite singers from my favorite bands is on the floor. She's like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> And like never, and like I did a really big radio show that she's a super fan of, and I was like, "Do you want to meet the hosts?" And 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 she's like, "No, I'm good." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want to meet? It? She's like, "No, no. Why would I want to?" It's that's not. <laughs> I was like, "What is the deal?" I married her, <laughs> and then and and then it works sometimes where I'll be like, "You want a, a new song?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I like that." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. It's, where's the worship?" <laughs> right. 
Hello? If I played this for anyone else, they'd be slobbering all over me. the worship? Oh, my God. That is, well, you have plenty of that. So you get to go get your doses when you get on stage and have your audiences. Yeah, she's never cared uh, about any of that kind of stuff. It's been wild. Do you think that's why, like, that is maybe why it works? Like, you're just, you can just be that guy that you've always been. Yeah. And all that, it doesn't doesn't get to go to your head because she's like, uh, can you fucking take the trash out? Yeah, yeah. Well, and we can say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, but that's the thing. So, and and my best friend is still my best friend from, from when we were five. And my guitar, the kid that plays guitar with me and sings is my friend from Lexington where I grew up 30 years ago. So, like, I'm still pretty much really tight with a with all of my my. I have friends that I went to camp with when I was shuffled oh, off to camp. They, they they are like my people. So I'm still those are my real that's really it. I don't I don't have a whole ton of new people. Couple. Well, it is I think that when you get a degree of fame, uh it becomes difficult to know what someone's motive is. And sometimes just through proximity you develop a friendship and you can tell that that's real, but you know. Yeah. Everybody else just wants to be your friend. Dude, and they're I, like me. I'm like, oh, I got Matt Nathan's number. I'm going to text the shit out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, We're going to be best friends. Yes. Text the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and I proceeded to. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, but and I, I have a terrible, I, I happen to have a terrible uh, gauge for um, what's what's real and what's oh. not real when it comes to people's intentions. I'm like the, the worst. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> Okay, you know what I mean. Like, you want me to join your cult? <laughs> yeah, you got. We got to wear your robe. Okay, like, what is this Kool Aid? You know, and then it's like game over. <laughs> like that's literally how game I work. Over, dude. <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, yeah. We oh my god, there's three women. You know, like Manson. <laughs> I, but it's like, so I am a sucker. I can't. I couldn't pick a good human out of a, fu- a fucking lineup. Got and it. so my wife, I feel like that was the one moment where. I've like I got a life raft in the sea. You picked correctly I, I, yeah, that or, time, yeah. and she's now. She can monitor that situation for so, you. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no more of that. She's person. a very good read. I'm like that person sucks, and I'll be like, what? <laughs> They're great. That's the best person ever. So you two are very different, yes. as you described. Yeah. So. Is your daughter, as you are getting to know your daughter and she's growing up, is she you and wants to sing? Or is she your wife and has other goals in mind? Or what's that What's she, that like? So I don't, for you, for you all too, we ask, but it's like, my kid is uniquely her own weird ass, like alien child. Cool. Right? Mm-hmm. So she said to me, this is what my kid, so she was like eight, right? And she said, oh, so-and-so stupid. And I said, Bubba, you can't use, a, that's like not cool. You can't like judge somebody like that she goes may i remind you that you leaned out of the car yesterday and told a woman in the crosswalk to go fuck herself (laughs) so i'm pretty sure i can say anything i want (laughs) (laughs) that's like what burn Uh, that's what i'm dealing with i mean i was like i I just turned to her i remind you exact words and i turned to her and i was like touche like you got (laughs) me you got me in my own face yes Ah, so yeah, so she's got the good. She's she's got some of my wife's pragmat pragmatic like great ability to long throw. You know what I mean. And then she's also got this sort of passionate, weird, funky self. You know, and she's a trip, man. Your kids like like you or like like it's weird with the first one. We were sort of like, oh, she's very outgoing, and she's she's you know. she never stops talking, and we, we sort of thought, oh, look, she's kind of dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second kid came out way more like dad, and then we were all, whoa. 
like steroids on the first yeah. one. Like, what happened? Totally. totally. So there's, you know, but you're in the same way. There's mixes of of, of each of them. So let and me ask you this. And their own thing. Yes, and yeah. their own thing. So were you artistic and a musician from what age? I started my, so I started playing piano when I was in fifth grade. Oh, yeah. And then I started okay. my first band in sixth grade. And so I wouldn't say that, I, but the joke is that I wouldn't say I was like an artist. It wasn't like I was bursting at the seams. I just wanted so badly to do this thing that my heroes did. Right. right? Like, I don't think I was particularly talented. There were kids. I say this to my kid all the time. She did theater camp. You know, like she's big into theater, musical theater, which is like literally my kryptonite. Like we, but and I've what? started. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> I, I, is that I, you? Oh, the fucking worst. When they're like, <laughs> the, it starts and they come out and they're like, it's a crazy town and it's nighttime. And then you're like, kill me. So I, I, I am so with him but, but hold on, on this. But let me tell I you, couldn't the, be more with you on see, this. But, Zoe, but, I love this so, so, so hold on. So, so my kid has started to get into things. And, and because of her, I've started to get into musical theater, which is bananas. Because she's in the show. No, just that Whoa. she'll be like, I'll be like, Bubba, what do you like? And there's a channel, and she'll be like this, and she'll put a, a song on whatever, and she'll play it, and I'll be like, oh yeah, and I find myself like starting to love it because not because she loves it, and it's this wild thing. And so we went and saw Come From Away, which is this big thing down in San Jose. Oh, and uh, I don't know that. Oh my god, it was really incredible, and I can't believe I'm even saying it. Like, please kick me. And and it started. <laughs> It literally started, and this they come out and they're like, they're like, we're living in Canada. Canada's cold, and I'm like, and I turn, and I turn to my wife. Set the scene. I turn to my wife. I'm like, you gotta fucking kill me right now. Like, how long is this fucking thing? I'm looking on my phone. Like, can I get out of here? And then she, and then sure enough, like like ten minutes in, I start to, I'm like, oh, this is. And then the story unfolds, and the songs, and I start to get inspired, and I get goosebumps. And I was like, on the way back, I said, Bubba, you've cursed me. Like, I hate musical theater. Like, I fell asleep in Cats. I hate, like, in Rent when they're like, the heroin feels good inside my veins. And you're like, no, dude, it doesn't. And what's wrong with you? Like, Stop why are you selling singing heroin. it? Stop singing everything you do. I have to take up shit. Like, things are crazy up in my colon, but it's going to be good if I can just let it out. Evacuate the colon. You know, and like, so... I start watching this thing and I'm like, it's great. And I and and so anyway, she's in musical theater. Long story short, she did a camp and she got kind of intimidating. She was youngest one there and she was like, Everybody's really talented. Maybe I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> she didn't say that. She goes, Maybe she goes, she said, Maybe I want to go into real estate, is what she said. And I go, Bubba, I was I am so far from being the most talented person I know. Like when I was in school, board the first boarding school, there were kids that were so unbelievably talented. And I said, it has nothing to do with talent. Like it's like I would say ten percent talent, like eighty percent sweat, ten percent real stupidity. Like and I said, and if you can dial <laughs> into those luck part Yeah, yeah, too, oh, and, well luck right shows place, up right from time. hard right. work, right? right. Like, yes. And so and that was what I said to her. I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. It's like if you're passionate about it, throw paint, like do it. Because you get better at it and you learn your craft. But really it's about like what you love. So anyway, uh, so she is very get wakes up singing. It's the craziest thing. Like nice. she'll be all of a sudden I'll hear I'll know she's up because she'll be like and I'll be like, oh my God, what is going on? It's the best. Like, she just has this, she's so confident in who she is. And that's where I think she gets from my wife. I think, like, truly, she's, she is very rooted in who she is. One of the things I talk to my kids about a lot, probably more than they want to, is that I think artists are a gift to the world. I think what they make, what they create, makes the world more beautiful and more wonderful. Life yeah. worth living. 
I love artists and and having to put it on the line. Yeah. And be like, no, I'm not going to have a back backup plan. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to do this, whether I make money at it or not. It's a beautiful thing. It's wonderful to see. Scary it's a risk. It's scary, though, but it, and it's a risk. And you'll see. I'm sure you've heard people who, oh, that musician, they don't deserve to have that much. No, they put their whole fucking life uh, on the line for what they do. Yeah. Right? No, they do deserve what they got. So I have to tell you though, what you do is what artists do as well. And like, I feel like this is the misconception is that like I know what you're saying, and I totally back it. But we're all like my wife is an artist of like humans, like watching her utilize her ability to sort of move this. It's like I move notes and I move and and like she moves human beings in this way. That's like incredible. Like she can sort of guide and, and you guys do the same thing. It's like you get up and you're, you're artists like you get up and you do this thing that like that is essential because everybody doing what they love is essential, but for real. But like when you do something where you're who you are um, comes out and is unfiltered version of yourself, and you're able to sort of work, that is what the world needs more than anything. Sure. And it's like it's the key That's to very life. Nice of you. It's just true. And so like, yeah, you are artists is in the same in the same in different way, but the same way. Right. But to see your daughter, yeah, getting into it, it's pretty fun, and possibly becoming someone who does a yeah. craft of of her own whatever design yeah that'll be pretty neat it's pretty I love neat. the whole fuck it i don't have a backup plan i think that's oh, I, I think i it, think that's pretty great it's pretty uh, stupidity is that's what it was but it but it and that's how i felt in my life what i've learned is that the benefit of never being a part of a group or never aligning myself it was like because i think i always had a pretty strong compass of like what i wanted to do and how I wanted to be, even though I was tortured throughout the process of sort of like sticking to it, I always stuck to it. And that's a bit of narcissism, but it's also like this sort of dogged hope that like... Drive. Yeah, drive and, and hope. This and I, is what I want. Yeah, and I think that comes from trauma, like certain traumas yield certain results and certain people. And mine was just like, now I'm going to keep banging against this thing people now say the music industry they'll be like oh it's a mess like TikTok, and nobody knows what they're doing and it's different than it's ever been and the old guard is is fading and the new guard doesn't know it's like a mess and i'm like yeah but it's music like what do you want like you can still sit down and fucking play a song and like move yourself and maybe move somebody else like who cares well it sounds like you're still in touch with what it it's about like oh. I, I you know there's nothing worse than someone who is a musician and successful and you know that if they did, weren't on tour or had to write a thing, they wouldn't even touch their instrument. It's a job to them. It's yeah. become a job. They're not still connected to it. Like, I want the person who's like, oh, you guys got some guitar legs? Let's fucking jam. Oh. You know, I wanted to actually um, talk to you as you were talking about how you've been on tour all this time. And so your wife had these sort of chunks of alone time and, and time to herself. And I know you know Mike Borden. Yeah. And... Um, you know, they were Faith No More was supposed to go on tour, and this is their the drummer, the Faith drummer no of yeah. Faith No and, More. And Mike right. had a thing, right, Mike Patton? So Mike had a thing, uh, but through the pandemic, that was the first time that he and his wife had had to. And I'm good friends with this wife; we hang with them, and and uh, and he's a lot. Like he's <laughs> he's got a lot of particular things, and this is you know, and he's absolutely great. But sometimes she'd just be looking at me like, 
Oh my God. Oh my God. When is he leaving on tour? When is that happening? And then she was like living her whole life toward when they were about to take off on that tour. And I just. Oh, and then Patton backed out. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So and, was... and Mike's super bummed about it. You know, of course. So, of course, so there he is. And now he, he hasn't been leaving the house because of the pandemic. And he's. It's just. It can be a really hard thing because you have to. Because you're not used to that being the relationship. Well, and I am a lot. Like I like I, I gotta be straight with you. You don't feel you. like it to us because you just feel like energy and fun. Yeah, no, but I am. This doesn't uh, turn off, does it? Well, it when it turns off, it goes real dark. Oh, like it can go. Like it you goes, have darkness. Oh, dude, the darkest. I oh, literally no. lost my mind, and not in a in like one of those ways that you say I lost. You lost right. your mind. I lost my mind probably half a dozen a dozen times during the pandemic, where you know I call it the suicide time, which is like between. Um, what, you know what you're doing and you know what you have to do. There's this moment where you have no idea what's going on. Mm. And like that, I had the suicide time so many moments during the pandemic where I was just like, I have, I'm useless. This is useless. What are we doing this for? Like, what's the use in all of this? Like, and I had my kid and I had my wife, but I was like, it, what's the, I'm just going to go. Like, I'm just going to drive into the sea. Like, there's no reason to do this. Like, this is absurd. What's the purpose of doing this? Like, fighting to get songs to work. Like, I, I'm, this is useless. And I felt that way more times than I've ever felt in, in, in a succession. And I think that, I like to think that that's what everybody's feeling now. My friends that are, like, losing their minds, they held it together during the pandemic. But we've been served with this incredible, like, thing where it's like, yeah, you don't control anything, actually. And at any point... Everything can change and you can't actually enact any change except that you're experiencing something and you can interpret that experience. That's it. Mm. Like you can you can make an action, you can interpret an experience, but other than that, you have no control over it's anything. happening. It's like and this is everybody's been dealt that. And so now the people that are awake enough to be like, well, OK, shit. How do I figure out how I'm going to make my life work now within the confines? And then other people that I know are just like, there's nothing. There's nothing. We have nothing. This is crazy. And it's like, and, and the fact is we do have nothing. We, we, we are alone and we're together, right? We, are, we, we live and we die and we experience things by ourselves, but we are part of an ecosystem of humans and of like this tendrils of things. And so it's like, yeah, we're alone, but we're together. And it's like, yeah, nothing matters and everything matters. Mm -hmm. It's like, it, and you have to come to terms with that at some point do you have in a your therapist? life, oh my God, do I have a therapist? I think I've, yeah, I mean, I, I think twenty. I started. He started in the Castro, maybe fifteen, eighteen years ago, and then he moved to New York, and I started oh, doing it same, remotely. Same guy the whole time. And then I, now he's in Las Vegas. I told him yesterday. I was like, "You're one of the one of the most influential teachers, besides my wife, my my manager." It's like, do you get some of your philosophy from him? He's incredibly insightful. Like and he has. Well, it would need to be. It's 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 wild. Or you wouldn't still be with him, no. right? And it's very Eastern based. <laughs> like he he's not a hippie at all. And like, but he just he's just really dialed in, and I can puke up my guts to him, and he can kind of arrange it for me in a way that makes sense. And he can kind of say to me, "Well, yeah, so this and yeah, but what's real right now?" That's his thing all the time. It's sort of like, "But what's real right now?" And you, and you sort of go, "Well, I'm sitting in a chair with with Vinny and Sarah." It's like, yeah, so that's what, what's real. Everything else is like, doesn't matter. Mm. And it's like, it's sort of like, and I'll say to him, well, like, what's going on in the Ukraine? It's like, that's the Ukraine or like what they're doing to women's rights. And it's like, he's like, yeah, but you can't, it's like, you can only do so much for that. You can raise awareness, you can raise money, and you can vote. 
and then and then at that point you have to kind of just let things I think go. that that a lot of people went through that politically yes. through the Trump era or the Trump you know administration administration I think that a lot of people went through that I think Patton back to faith no more yeah. went through what you were just talking about but was didn't see going out on the road as the cure to it right so but I was reading an article about him and he was like my band's Mad. furious with me i read that article oh you read it too oh yeah he was like they all needed to go out and do this thing and their wives I, are actually super i couldn't mad. Yeah. do it i couldn't do right. it and i don't know if we'll go out again because they're mad at me yep and the fact but the fact of the matter is is like faith no more is an incredible band full of very creative people mike Patton is like a mercurial engine of creativity so he is a so when he his input has to be different than, and plus they make different money than he. It's like the whole the structure is different, and so. But yeah, that's it. It's like John Mendez just canceled his whole tour. Constant Constance Wu just bailed on like a bunch of movies and it's kind of pieced out. You know, it's like I get it. Like because it's absurd what we do. <laughs> it's absurd what most people strive to do, which is like I want more of this thing. I want more. I want this nice car. And I'm no flies on like I want a nice car. I want that. But but. But we have gotten into this loop of like, that's the only reason to exist, right? And it's like, we don't pay attention to our kids or we don't pay attention to the food that we're putting in our mouth and like chewing. Like, that's awesome. Like, I get to, and I, as much as I can, as, and I'm not a hippie, but like leaning into the idea that like, I'll say to my wife, I'll be like, dude, how great is it that we get to live in San Francisco? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's cold. Like, and I get to wear a fucking sweatshirt. You know what I mean? Like, I love it here. And I made I made conscious decisions to be here. That's the other part, is if you've made conscious decisions in your life that, took you to where that you take are. you to where you are, then you can really appreciate it. If you feel like you just made decisions kind of willy-nilly and, like, took what you could get at the time that you could get it, and you were, like, made no foresight, forethought into what you did, then I bet you'd feel trapped. And then you, yeah, you wonder why you feel so empty. Yes. You know? But, it, but conscious critical thought and conscious living in that way of being like, no, I don't want to do that like Mike Patton saying I, this is going to bum out people that I love but like I don't want to I can't do this that's incredible mm -hmm. that's like a that's the same powerful person who's who when you see him on Saturday Night Live doing like midlife crisis is like down on his knee and you, you're like you feel his energy that's what it is it's the same power that allows him to make that decision that no one else could make right because it and then he's the same guy who can be like yeah well I'm going to do this I'm going to like Whatever, Mr. Bungle. You know what I mean? Like, that guy is... Oh, I love that guy. It's the best. He <laughs> yeah, is one of my favorite guy. creatives. He's yeah. like, he and David Byrne, there's like certain people in the world that just live their life in an incredibly creative way, and it's my favorite thing. And What Mike does David Byrne like, do? David Byrne is constantly in the state of making things, right? So he did this Broadway show. He does an album. He does a book. He do, It's like he's constantly just... And that's such a better use of your energy than the energy that I spend going, I'm useless. I'm terrible. It's like instead of take take that energy and you say like, all right, I could spend this, or I'm gonna pre I'm gonna learn piano. So I've started taking piano lessons from this woman in in. Uh, you both on play a little. You Street. said you started when you were in fifth grade. I stopped in fifth a grade. As well. oh, I see. Got it. Did you discover a guitar or something? I did. I started learning Poison. Nothing but a good time. I totally went in and I was like, I want to learn Nothing But a Good Time by Poison. Play it right now. And oh, you want? Okay. Yeah. I will. And uh, by the but, way, I love how. Uh, first of all, that's you're playing a little acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to play in a guitar. Yeah. But it's like it's all the same chords. 
Now listen. <laughs> Not a dime. I can't pay my rent. I can barely make it through the week. <laughs> Saturday night, I like to make my girls, but right now I can't make ends meet. No, I'm always working daily, every day. Gotta get a break from the same old, same old. I need a chance <laughs> just to get away. If you could hear me think, this is what I'd say. Don't need nothing but a good time. It's so AAF. But like, I know. Uh, it's W-A-A-F. And so I just saw Poison, Def Leppard, and Motley in Denver the other day. Oh, um, hey. Motley. They're pl- Tommy's not playing the drums. No, he's back. No, but he isn't. They have video of him not in the drum set yet when the drums start. Oh, well, there's definitely tracks. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, a thousand percent. All like, right. Not every... Because he's all the broken, are, like, his oh, yeah. ribs are all fucked up. But the up things and... happening on stage for Motley are definitely... That's been years in the mm. making where you're like, I went and saw them in Vegas, and I was like, Mick Mars seems to be playing four guitar parts at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. And yet, he can't quite stand straight. Oh, my God. That he's, poor guy. He's, they, they were monstrous. Uh, so, the, I, I am friendly. This is like... I'm friends with Def Leppard. Okay. And, I beca- and they were one of my favorite bands growing up, and I've become friendly with Joe, the singer... And and Sav the bass player and I go and I and they said you sh- and their manager was like you should gotta come hang on this tour and I'm like I'm not gonna see it when it's in San Francisco they like you gotta come hang they like kept hitting me so I was like all right I'm coming to Denver so I went to Denver landed hung with them watched Joan Jett who killed it watched Poison and I know Brett a little bit um, from sort of life and then uh, then Def Leppard played then Motley and I was on Nikki Six's radio show once and Nikki Six is a pretty uh, can he could. He could lead the. He could. He's a. He could lead you to do anything you. He wanted you to do. He's like very influential. Like he's sort of a. He could be a cult leader if he wanted. He's powerful oh. character. Good thing he but didn't like, want to. But yeah, he's a super good guy. And uh, and the Def Leppard guys. And so I went and watched it. And I have to tell you, it it sort of filled my filled my heart up. And I know you love punk, and I know like the, the stuff that you love is different. But like watching all these people in Denver, forty thousand people like line up during the day to go to a show. And it was one of these moments where I was like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, humans love music. I'd forgotten because I'd been away. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, we need each other. Like we need this. Like the, uh, like. To gather. Yeah. To be all feeling the same thing Well, that's what a show is. That's why it's so great what you do. When you come out on stage and you push out your music and the energy of the crowd pushes back at you and there's that thing happening, that circle. Yeah. That's why people will pay whatever that price for the ticket is. Right. Because that feeling is magic, no doubt. It's the best. To me, it's the best, and that's why I do it, right? Like, as a kid, when I saw my band, I saw Jay Giles in third grade at the Boston Garden. Dude, I convinced my student teacher in my third grade class, this 21-year-old girl, to be like, will you take, I heard that you have an extra ticket for Jay Giles. Can I go? And she took me. Like with her friends from like, weird. it's very weird and it didn't end the way <laughs> I wanted it to end. It was nothing like class with Rob Lowe. But like, uh, but so we went and it was, and my mom was like, sure. And like, I went to the Boston Garden with this teacher and she, and I saw the Jay Giles band and I was like, yeah, this is it. You know, mm. this is everything. Are you That's kidding gonna me? That's going to be me. Yeah. Well, hey. I, I didn't want to break your flow, but I, I wanted to go back to Byrne and Patton just yeah. in that yeah, as yeah, artists, yeah. I think I'm with you in that they are so brave. Like, Burn is a guy who go who could go. Let's just put together a, a reunion tour and make hundreds of millions of dollars because we'll sell out every show 
for years right. and he yeah. doesn't do it. No, and you know what's crazy too? In addition to that, when he does a new project, he works within the confines of what the money that he can raise to do that project is. So he'll be like, well, we just didn't have enough money to do that, so we, it, we only got that far. And it's this amazing moment where he has this approach which like none of it matters and all of it matters it's like oh i'm just being creative and like oh this seems to be getting fire from these people great we'll move with this and then he's like like this didn't work but this musical seems to be going it's like he's always just generating these things that are from him and he's not putting so much emphasis on them that when they fail to do what he thinks they should do or maybe he doesn't even that think they should do anything that he's it, broken right? i don't think he has any expectations i don't know him but you to, in order to do it the way he does it same with mike Patton. there has to be very low expectations because Ipecac as a label he just puts out records he loves and right. like and he's just constantly making the Zorn stuff and then the Bungle stuff it's like I think that's Dead the key. Cross yes. he's a guy oh. who you just know, gets how good is Dead Cross they're great mind to be stimulated and yes. engaged yes. and 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 whatever it takes yes. hey we are out of time guys what we were not, but I was I just going to okay totally well let me just say this so you late. did a bunch of side projects besides your usual yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, right yeah. During, are we going to see that? Yes. Same idea. I just wanted to start creating to create. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. That's why I brought the that door's up. always open. So I, roll in literally it. anytime. I'm coming with waffles next time. Yeah, bring them here because I feel weird about going to your house. <laughs> next time. <laughs> your, your wife's not going to be. She'll be like, no, she's no good. <laughs> this is my right. time. Yeah. That's what hey, a lot of wisdom today. And thank oh my God, you, you guys. Much. That was Incredible. awesome. Thanks for hanging. We don't need nothing but a good time. Oh my God. Brett was right. It's true. Simple. Hey, what a song. Matt Nathanson, thanks for being on. Thank thanks you for listening, for everybody. Me.